all the desire. Oh, oh. I just want it so bad. Oh, you know. Amazing. And it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it. For what all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Just at the horizon And right where the sky is Out there on the ocean Oh, my ship is coming in So don't leave me hanging I've been waiting too long For this moment My ship has finally come I will travel to the seven Like fighting with gravity And it's bringing me down If this world is really round Then tell me how It just don't know for you to come around Do something special. Um, however, if we do, it will not be on 
our regular or traditional night, which is Monday night. We we may do something, um, you know, I don't know. So just kind of stay connected, call in to the show maybe next Monday or sometime after that, and then you'll see if we have something scheduled or just frequently uh, call in or do something even better, register as a follower of the show, and then once we log the show's um, for whatever day we're going to do it, you will receive an email uh, notification that we have a show set scheduled. So, a couple of ways you can do that. So, if you if you have not registered as a follower, please do that. helps helps us helps you keep um, keep connected, keep up with us, and remain connected to when and what we're doing as far as the shows are concerned. So, um, thank you all again for tuning in with us tonight. Um, because I'm doing this by myself tonight, if you're listening to us through Facebook and you plan on posting in the event page or sending me a private message, please feel free to do so. Just give me a little bit more time as I am the only one checking phone lines and uh, chat line as well and Facebook. So just keep that in mind. So the best thing to do if you want to comment or question, have a question for tonight's show or anything, anything that we've talked about, because I'm going to do a, a little review as well as to some of the things that we've talked about, you can call in anytime, 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. And using this number does not mean you're going to automatically be put on the air. You do have to select the number one if you have a question or if you want us to pull you in live to share that question or your comment. So, again, that number is 818-691-7406. And, again, you can listen, but you can also select the number one, and we'll pull you into queue. When we pull you in, if you do select the number one, we will provide the area code that you're calling from. This is the number that we see you calling in from. So the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of that number, again, that you're calling from or using tonight. We will not give your your name out because some of you I will know your number or do know your number. So we will not give your name out. You have the choice to do that or to not do that. Um, and also, I did, let me back up a little bit because if you register as a follower, just keep in mind that you can, you can either create a username or you can register with Facebook or Twitter. I'm probably missing something. Facebook, Twitter. Something else, I can't remember that, but whichever one you choose, if you choose to, to use one of the social networks, then it's going to use your name that you have out there already. If you want to create a new name so that your normal name or real name is not out there, you could do that as well. You just have to go through one or two more steps, but it's still yet an easy process. So I wanted to get that out as well. Um, tonight's topic is Moving forward, I have wrestled all week. I've changed this topic several times. Rodney probably got this this message and thought this girl is losing her mind for sure now, I know, um, because I've, I've changed it a couple of times. Even Brandon's like, Mom, you've changed it again, and he just found that out today. But I don't know why, but here we are. Um, I think it's fitting because many people are, are doing this time of the year, we begin to – well, I feel we do. I don't know this for sure, but I think we start to kind of rethink um, in preparation of, oh, it's going to be, 
It's going to be a different year. I'm going to be different. I'm going to do different. I'm going to live different. All these new things. And so I thought moving forward would, is more appropriate. Um, however, that being said, I don't think we should ever wait until the, the, the next year to begin with our process of change um, or newness. I'll say that. If that is how you feel or if you're starting to think that, hey, um, I'm ready to make a change in my life, then start now. Start today. You can, you, you can, and you should. We should start. We should start now. We should start. Should have started yesterday. Well, my favorite, one of my favorite guys is just walking in. That's Mr. Brandon, so he is going to join. Brandon, say hello to the good people. Hello, good people. <laughs> Happy to be here on the, the last show of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since he, well, I guess spoke. You've listened, listened a couple of times, not mm-hmm. not many, but he kind of put me down, y'all, and, and uh, <laughs> in his listening and things like that. But he's back. Um, listening yet, I think, a bit more, and he's joining me tonight, so I'm happy for that. Um, But as I was saying, it is so important that we don't wait for anything, unless, unless, I should say anything, it's important that we don't make a habit of waiting for change, especially, I'll say that, for change, for transformation, um, that is important because that in itself can become a habit. We can, you know, we talk about habits here. We can get so used to things, so accustomed to life, who's in our life, um, what's happening in our lives. We can get so caught up in that and so used to it, normal or not, it becomes our norm. And not everything that is our norm is normal for us or best for us. Uh, We just kind of do things out of habit. We fear being hurt. We fear change. And those are just natural things. So you have to um, be mindful, I'll say. These last two days, I have had to really be mindful in a situation that that, uh, I'm going through, personally going through, um, just, just emotions, just feelings. And, and even with emotions and feelings, you have to get to a point where you are savvy enough, I guess, or in tuned or aware or conscious as to what you, who you are, what you're going through, and asking yourself, why is this here? What am I to get out of it? And if I get caught up in my feelings or my emotions and I make this decision, what is going to happen? Where could I possibly possibly go from here? What am I going back to? What am I not going back to compared to what I want for my life and in my life? So um, I want to start with um, just defining. And, Brendan, do you have anything before? No. Okay. Well, well, let me do this. I am going to read tonight's um, episode info, which is, Many often fail at moving forward because they are successful, and I want you to really hear that, successful at remaining in the past and regretting most every part of life. 
I want to read that just that sentence once more. Many often fail at moving forward because they are successful at remaining in the past and regretting most every part of life. It is impossible, and I rarely say impossible, but it is impossible to successfully move forward when when focus, when our focus, our thoughts, and our energy is misdirected. And it basically tells you to join us tonight. We're going to revisit um, this year's topics, a few of them, and provide information that will help you reboot and prepare to move forward towards your best year and your best life. And I want to go back to the part that says, that people are successful at remaining in the past and regretting most every part of life. And that I that in itself is one of the things that keeps us from moving forward. However, I want you to think about this. No matter if you are kind of staying put, you're stagnant in your life or moving forward, you are producing that energy, you are the cause of your being stagnant or moving forward. It takes energy to stay where you are. It's a choice to stay where you are. It's a choice to remain who you are. And it is also a choice to move forward, to want differently, to know that it takes work for different to progress. So, again, it's up to you. Moving forward or staying stagnant. Moving forward is basically progress in something, that you're making progress at something that, and I'll say this, something that I hope you have, um, that you have a plan, um, you've discovered who you are, or at least working on discovering who you are, understanding who you are, your goals, your purpose, your passion, which also I think is a is a huge plays a huge part in what we do and what we decide not to do. Because I, I do feel that so many of us, um an apple is red and so is a tomato. But if you plant an apple seed, I believe you are hoping for an apple. So that apple is gonna grow. It knows what to do. And in our heart of hearts, in our mind, every day our lives tell us who we are or what we were destined to do. The word tells us that we were created for purpose, God's purpose. And so we have an assignment. However, we allow the world, we allow people, um, and I'm going to say we allow, you allow. And that's another thing. You have to take responsibility for who you are, where you are, and for everything that has happened to you and in your life. That was one of the toughest things for me to do was accept responsibility for some things that I thought that I had nothing to do with happening to me, that I played no part in it. However, so wrong. And and that was an awakening time in my life to realize that maybe I didn't put things put some things into action but I allow some things and, and and if I didn't allow it, I allowed it to break me. And we should never, never allow people, 
circumstances, things, what we don't have, what we do have to break us. And I know that I'm going to say, I said never, but we do know it happens. Things get the best of us. People get the best of us. But what you do after you realize this has gotten the best of me, this person has gotten the best of me, it is your responsibility to pick it up or leave it there and move forward. And that's why it is so important that you take responsibility for who you are, where you are, and what has happened in your life to you. It's your responsibility to move forward from that. So moving forward is basically about advancement with something um, to make progress uh, in something. So I ask the question as we get deeper into the show, how have you advanced? Because many of us at this time of year, we're thinking about 2017. It's going to be different. And we're actually waiting until January 1st, Brandon, to be different, to think different, to say that we're going to do different. Um, but as I said earlier in the show, we should never wait until another year to begin the process of change, transforming our lives. Um, anything, Brandon? Yeah. Um, speaking on the the issue of waiting to start your change or your self-improvement and development, and, Mom, I've, I've told you this before, but um, sometimes we trick ourselves. Um, we trick ourselves out of living our most abundant and valuable and grateful lives. We trick ourselves into reliving our past, the demons of our past. And reliving the past and tricking ourselves sends us into depression. And we also trick ourselves into fearing the unknowns of the future, which sends us into anxiety, that anxiety of the unknowns of maybe this or maybe that, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But those are tricks of our own mind. But when we start thinking and acting from a place of the soul, of, what, of, of, of our true essence, our soul doesn't want us to live and exist in the past. Our soul doesn't want us to exist and live in the future so that we might be anxious or depressed. Our soul wants us to live abundantly in the here and now and take advantage of the present because it really is a present. What, what, and I, Rodney, I think I pulled you in. Rodney, can you hear us? I did not. No, you were going to be on. I'm, I'm glad you are. How are you? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Are you going to be with me? <laughs> well, hello, Miss Butterfly. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going, Ryan? See, Everything is good. Everything is good. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm on my way home. Actually, Tammy, if I, if I go through some dead spots. I'll definitely pick the call back up uh, once I get home, but I'm on my way home. These Christmas parties are killing me. (laughs) I know. I talked about you earlier on the show. I said you put me down for the partying and that uh, we Uh, might do something special before the end of the year. But uh, no no problem. I was leaving the party, and they were like, wait, where are you going? I was like, no, obligations, obligations. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So you, as you can see, I changed the topic, um, and this is actually the third time that I've changed it this week. I, I actually changed it today because um, when I last talked to you, it was going to be about something totally different, and then I changed it again. And so Brandon looked at me today like, Mom, you changed it again? And I'm like, yes, I did. But so moving forward um, is what we're talking about tonight. I am going to incorporate some of the things that I 
actually had on the list or the topic topics that I had on the list before. But I wanna I wanna ask Brandon and you, Rodney, why do you all think Brandon talked about the past? Why do why does it seem to be easier for us as a people to um us in general, not as people, but us to live in the past, to to dwell over the past. Why do you guys think it is it seems to be much more easier? Or is that just is that just the way that we are about to get put together? I don't know because again, you even even I find myself having to move continue continually tell myself move forward, Tammy. That's gone. That's gone. It's like you have to consistently um, and purposefully. It's going in and out, so it might be better for Brandon to answer first. Okay. I think we fear the unknown. And the future is very unknown and uncertain, and and that provides a a lot of insecurity for us. And so when we think about the past, we're like, okay, well, I know that happened. I know that that was real because I experienced it. And sometimes that's where our feelings are. And so wherever our feelings are, sometimes our mind seems to linger there. We replay things over and over in our our head. And so I think we – and from those those places of, of the past are often emotions or things that we wish we would have done or we wish we would have said or we wish, you know, would have been different during that time. But little do we know that while we are reliving the past, we are now, we are, we are now creating a future to where we'll be doing the same thing because we weren't enjoying the present. Mm -hmm. We'll be creating a future where, oh, I remember when I was reliving the past at this time, and we're, we're we're reliving the past. No, I'm creating another past you're, as well. Exactly. So 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 you're you're giving up your present for the emotions and for the trauma of your past, and we keep doing it over and over and over again, killing ourselves spiritually from enjoying the present, which is really gratitude. I think enjoying the present, the here and now, and 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 you know, I believe that if you have if you have food for the night, if you have shelter for the night, if you're safe for the night, then you are as wealthy and as rich as the richest man in the world because tomorrow isn't promised for you or for him. So who are we to not enjoy and to be grateful for the present? And if we put our emotions into the present, into the here and now, instead of reliving the past, then we can change the trajectory of our future. Every single moment, you know, when we die, we won't be – when we're on our deathbed, if we if if we if we get the 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 grace to be able to reflect on our life before we leave this earth, we will not be um, upset with ourselves on the things that we did. We will be more upset with ourselves on the things that we didn't do. Right, right, right. Rodney, you still with us? I think I think Brandon hit the nail on the head when when he said fear, and uh, you guys let me know at any point if you can't hear me, but. I think he hit the nail on the head when he said fear, because I think that is the biggest reason. But I want to go a little bit deeper, and I want to say, if you think about security versus insecurity, when you think about the word insecurity, when you think about the word security, you're talking about something that is secure, something that is locked down, something that is protected, something that is um, closed off. And so when people can't get out of the past, 
it's normally an insecure person. So it is somebody who is not protected. It is somebody who is not closed off. It is somebody who is comfortable with other people having easy access. So when you when, when you think about people living in the past, it's more so about people who are fearful, people who are um, willing to let other people have easy access to their lives. Why? Because, hey, I don't want to be alone. Hey, I don't want to be shut off from the whole world. Why? Because I find comfort in being connected. Even if those connections are bad connections, to me, I'm connected. So because of that, I would rather stay connected to something bad than to not be connected at all. And so I think that's why it's so easy for people to live in the past. I think that's why it's easy for people to make false promises. I think that's why it's easy for people to show up at weddings and funerals and and, and for them to say, oh, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. We should get together more often. And they don't mean it because it's empty. Because an insecure person, insecure facility, insecurity in general it's empty. There's nothing there. There's nothing holding it down. There's nothing holding it back. It's just wide open. And so I think we have to keep that in mind when we talk about people living in past, people living in the past, excuse me, versus people moving forward. I want to read the um, one of the, well, I actually think it's the event uh, page quote, that I, a picture that I put out there, the past is your lesson. The past is your lesson, the present is your future, the present is your gift, and the future is your motivation. And so the part that really sticks to me even more than any of this, the past is your lesson. I really feel we try to avoid lessons, that we we want life to be easy. We want life to give us everything that we want and we think that we need However, we really don't know who we are, what we want day to day, or what we need. Is is that ever really consistent? I think not because rarely do we take the time to figure out who we are. Rodney, I like what you said um, about um, allow. I think what you meant is allowing people access, easy access, I think you said, in our lives. Like rarely do we think about guarding our hearts and guarding our minds Earlier in the show, I, I, I shared that I've had to just consciously make decisions these past few days to stay in my moment, to not to not go there, to stay in my moment, keeping truth before me, because we can get caught up in feelings and emotions, keeping reality, reality, facing reality. So this part that says the past is your lesson, if we would but allow our past, our past mistakes, that we caused or did not cause, if we would say, what is the lesson out of this? And the greatest uh, student to me is one who learns either from someone else's mistakes and certainly his own. But we will we will kind of disconnect from it, um, make it seem like, oh, this is, I had nothing to do with this, you know, this is not my fault and that kind of thing. And then we start to live a lie, and that lie just continues to grow until we get lost in the shuffle, until we have to be this person 
um, around, you know, this this way around these people or this way at, at, at work and this way at home um, until we just kind of lose ourselves. And that keeps us from being able to move forward because, like you said, we're empty. We're just an empty vessel looking for the world to tell us, to fulfill us, to give us, or looking for that man or that woman to tell us. And so we get stuck in life. And I, 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 I truly, truly have been dealing with this for quite some time now, just, just even in my life, my life, that we serve such a mighty God, powerful God, that his word tells us that I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But look how we are living. And I'm not saying with things, but spiritually. Why are we why are we so defeated mentally, spiritually, emotionally? Why are we not able to discern? Why are we missing out or not seeking knowledge and wisdom and understanding? The word tells us that wisdom is, is better than help me out here, gold, silver. Y'all know the verse, look it up. I know he says it's, it's the thing to have, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. But how often do we seek it? Even today, as we sit here, it's, it's 8, 9 o'clock, depending on where you are and, and other times as well. But how much time have you today given the creator? How much time in meditation or prayer today? What's first in your life? Because for me, I don't see myself moving forward in anything without it. I consistently ask God to make your word um, to me, make it make it to where I desire it more than anything, more than anything. And it's happening. But I had to realize that I need it. I can't move forward without it. And if I do, I better look around me because I probably moved in the wrong direction. Because I'm in my stuff, I'm in my feelings, I'm in my emotions. I'm looking for someone else to validate, to give, to honor, and all this. I'm looking for the world who is, or the people in the world in most places, in most times, who are looking for the same thing and need the same thing that I need. So I can't give you what I've not given myself and what I've also not allowed God to reveal in me, about me. I, I just can't consistently do that. And that's how I think we we lose each other and we lose ourselves, which which leaves us stuck in such a place, wherever your place may be. But how do you move forward when you're always in reverse? You have to be willing to put your life in drive the same way you do your car. And you have to hit the accelerator going forward. You have to be willing to say, you know what? What's behind me is behind me. And I'm not looking in that direction. I am moving forward. I'm going in the right direction. Because when you are going forward, you have more control than when you're going backwards. When you start going backwards, then everything around you is now in control. Why? Because you're worried because it's not something that you're used to. It's not something that you're familiar with. It is not natural 
for us to go backwards. And that's why it's such an uncomfortable thing. But we'd rather do what we're used to, or we'd rather look in the direction that we're used to than looking forward. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's hard to, and, and and again, we can we can fake it. You know, sometimes we can fake. Um, oh yeah, I'm just going to work. Every day. I'm just doing this every day. The monotony of the of the day to day life. But if we are again, like like you said, Rodney, if we're looking, um, if we're looking backwards, even if our feet are moving forward, if you know, they say where where the head goes, the body goes. As as a as a fighter and a wrestler. Um, I understand that physiologically that if I can make your head point to one direction, your body will soon follow. So even if your body is going forward or or seems to be walking forward, eventually it will fall if the head and the eyes are pointed in the opposite direction. Um, So I I completely agree. I I think, too, you guys, we get to a point in life um, where – we mentioned circumstances and people and things that are happening to us and around us, and we can get caught up, or we often do get caught up. We'll get to a point to where we're angry enough or hurt enough to say that, to speak, oh, well, well, well this is the last time. I think we did a show called um, uh, No Matter What, No More, and we kind of get into that place, but for a moment. We miss we don't we don't often stay in that place long enough to put action behind that hurt, that pain, those feelings, those thoughts. We get angry enough in the moments of whatever it is, whether we're angry at ourselves, and most times I think we really are angry at ourselves for being in the midst of the situation, the problem, or allowing ourselves um, – the opportunity to be heard or anything like that, we'll get into that moment to where, oh, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm I'm not taking this anymore. I'm quitting this job. And then you find yourself five, six years later um, still on the same job, still with the same people in your life um, because you don't – we don't stay consistent enough or we don't live – we allow that moment there to move us. We get back to a place to where we start to rationalize. We start to um, listen to our feelings and listen to our emotions and the what if. I think Brandon. I don't know who told you this, but they said if 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 was oh if, um, if if was a fifth, we would all be drunk. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. We get into the if. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. I got that from from my boy Craig. He, he said, man, you worried about the wrong things. He said, if it was a fifth, you'll be drunk. And I said, what did he say? He said, if it was a fifth, we'll all be drunk. But well, you know, we've all been drunk off if uh, at one time or another. So, But but that's what we do. We get caught up um, in our focus. I think at that time of being caught up as well, we're so far away from God and our purpose and who we are until there, till we feel that there is no way to right my wrongs. There is no way to turn around. It's like if you're driving and you you realize that you're closer to, you, you, you almost feel like I might as well just continue and figure out where I'm going to go than turn around because I'm so far off course. And I think we feel that way in life too, that we think, 
oh, I've, I'm, I've just come too far to turn around and try to make this right. But as I said earlier in the show, it is never, never, we should never wait. It is never too late to start moving forward. Absolutely never a time that we should not live in that moment of moving forward and think about um, the, the future, allowing the future to be our motivation. Because I, as I said earlier, it takes energy to remain where you are. It takes energy to remain in the past. It sucks the life out of you. It sucks the life out of you. There is no way, no way, no way that I would choose going back to where I came from. Yes, I know, as Brandon said, I know I'm comfortable. I was comfortable there at that time. But when you get a taste of transformation, change, and pursuing your purpose, when you when that becomes your future, when you can see it, that's why I love the song that we started out with tonight, On the Ocean, because so, so many people feel like their ship has sailed away. Well, the ocean is, 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 is pretty big, you guys. I mean, it's, figure out which way it's sailing so you can be there when it, when it comes ashore and get on it and start back, start over. Don't choose to just sit and die. We cannot continue to live this life and, and serve a mighty God. We, can, we cannot continue to be defeated emotionally, physically, financially. Spiritually, who who are we representing with this? Like how 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 can I lead anyone to God or tell anyone about God when I am consistently consistently defeated mentally, spiritually, emotionally? Hey Rodney. Yep, I'm still here. Are you? I was gonna say we hear. Is that you making all that noise? <laughs> Probably. I'm gonna put you on mute for just a second because I just got home. Okay. All okay. right. All right. So, um, any? Let me check the, the lines here, you guys. If you have any questions or comments, please select the number one, and we'll pull you in. I'm going going to check the uh, chat line as well and our Facebook page. So remember, if you want to post there for those of you who are listening through Facebook or um, online, you can you can post there as well. And if you're in the chat room, you can certainly uh, post your comments and questions there, and we'll we'll get them. Brandon, anything? Um, I I think a big part of the the anxiety of the future and the depression of the past and not uh, living in the now is our inability or um, our discomfort. Not no. Well, I'll just our inability to be grateful. I think when we're grateful, when we count our blessings before we count our curses, uh, we, we, if, if we just started, and I, I say this all the time, if we just started to, when we feel low or we feel uh, displaced, if we just started to count our blessings, mm. if we started to count our blessings, and, this, and even, even with, the, even with the, the thought of when I get done counting my blessings, I'm going to count my curses. I'm going to count all the bad things in life. Well, you know what? When you start counting your blessings, I guarantee you, you won't run out. You'll, you'll count so many blessings to where you'll get tired and you'll forget about your curses or your, 
or, or, or your problems because you have so many blessings, and I, I guarantee you, you, you won't run out. You won't, you'll never get to the curses because there's so many blessings. And just in being grateful, just in being grateful for what you have right now, whether if you have nothing but your breath, that is enough to spark a little bit of joy, the light of joy. And the funny thing about light is it chases away darkness. So I don't care what you're going through in your life, gratitude is a light. And when, you, when you're grateful for more than one thing, that's light upon light. And light chases away darkness like nothing else. Have you ever been in a dark room and lit a candle? The entire room starts to flicker from that little candle. And so when you, when you become grateful and you start saying, thank you, God, or thank you, um, universal soul, or whatever it is, thank you, just that, that's your first light. Protect your gratitude like you protect a, a candle in a windy room because that is your light. And then add to it, add to that fire. Um, you know, as of right now, you know, I'm, I'm going through a transitional time in, in my own life where um, I had lost uh, true gratitude. I would pray and I would say thank you, uh, but the, the, the emotional connection to the gratitude that I, that I should feel for the blessings and for all the good things uh, that, that were in my life, the things that I could name and, and, and the things that first would come to mind and the things that I would normally just forget. How many people, how many people, I mean, this is, how many people are thankful for the fact that, uh, uh, that their digestive tract works well or that their heart is beating? How many people are thankful for their knees? How many people, I, I was at Shelby Farms a few days ago, and, and, and it brought me to, to tears. It was me and my wife, and I saw children from St. Jude Hospital uh, that are, were dealing with cancer, mm. and they were celebrating their birthday. Mm. Some, one of them was celebrating their birthday. And I thought, you know, every day, every day to them is, is, is such a blessing. Every day that they can smile and every day that they can wake up and, and, and have another chance at experiencing this world and this life is, is a great day. But guess what? That same child, I thought about it, that same child that has cancer and those children that were way more happy at that moment than I was, they might outlive me because tomorrow isn't promised for anyone. So I could, I could leave this earth before any of those children that are faced with death every day. And that is why I think sometimes God puts us in the positions that he puts us in so that we might become grateful and turn back to him and return back to him so that we might know truthfully that every day is a blessing and the present is really a present. And I think, Brent, that's a great point. I, I really feel if, I don't know if this is even possible, but I visited uh St. Jude, and St. Jude is, is dear to my heart, dear to, for, for a number of reasons. But you guys, the gratitude and the and to look at the parents who who are dealing with cha- a challenging time, I cannot imagine. But the time that I was there, these parents looked like they had so much faith and trust, and they were so hopeful. And I'm sure something like that 
makes you hopeful um, because you may feel like that's, that's all you have to hold on to. But really, you guys, that's all we have to hold on to in any situation. And in life, we're, we're so dependent upon ourselves and this world, and we are, as the verse says in Romans, that we are, we are worshiping the creature and not the creator, the light. We, we should be that light in the midst of darkness. That is, that is, that is part of what our issue is, the, the issue of being stuck and not being able to move forward is because we are worshiping ourselves and and other people in this world and things and stuff. I mean, people, we're in a day and time where if you don't have the latest, I know women are going to kill me. They hate when I say this, but I don't know anything else to use, you guys. When, when it is more important that we have a Michael Kors purse on our shoulder than, than it is for us to pay our light bill. And I'm not saying everybody's that way, but you guys, you can't, you can't I don't have babies. And I tell you, if I, I don't think I can afford or should, should, I guess I could afford it, but when I look at what I can do with that, even if it's not for me, but there are some struggling single mothers and fathers. There's some struggling married people who are just trying to pay a light bill. And I'm not letting men off either because maybe it's the, 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 the latest and the greatest rims. But the things that we focus on and that brings us peace and that makes us feel like we've made it, we're there. We, we, we have become this, this, super, this set of superficial people. And we are inside so disconnected to the point where if someone if someone just doesn't speak to you because they might have been so preoccupied mentally, then you take it personal to the point you may never talk to that person again because we're so self-centered, not because of people, but because of how we truly feel inside and that we know we should be moving forward. We know we should be further along. It's nothing but by the grace of God because of who we say we are and what his word says based upon who we are. We should be because he is. We should do because he already has and has granted that power in us. But if you don't show up to get it, because you can't, you can't serve to God. And this world has become a God to many of us, the people. And we and. And I want to let everybody know, because this is something that just hit me, we will all be called to question for what we do in the here and now and the hereafter. So when you buy that Michael Kors, you know, purse or, or that um, when, when you spend money on material things that you don't need, that in itself is a sign of ingratitude. And, and I don't mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you can't have nice things and things that you like and things that make you feel good. But who are you worshiping? Did you buy that, Michael? Did you buy that that new purse or those new J's and pass 
uh, past someone in need without, even without even even thinking family. or even in your family? Even did in you, your family. Did you, was, was there someone that you knew was struggling that could have been blessed with a, with a, with a, with a phone call or with, with even that little bit of extra money that you might have had, um, you could have blessed them with, with something that they needed, not just wanted, but that they needed. But instead, you said, well, I want. So my want is greater than their need. But, you know, most religions say love, love your brother as you love yourself. And if, and if I need, if, if he needs something, and I love this person, why am I going to go and buy things in excess of, of what I want? And, and like my mother said, there's, there's a bunch of, 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 of gods uh, in, in, this, in this world, false gods in this world. So who are you worshiping? You don't just worship by that which you fall on your knees to. You worship by that which you spend your time, your, your money, your finances, your, your expect, that which you put your expectations in. So where are your expectations? Where are your goals? What is your value system? Do your actions reflect your values? That's something that we have to ask ourselves every day. If you say, oh, I'm, a per- I'm very giving and all this, and, and there are people outside right now dying in Memphis, where, I, where I'm from, because they don't have coats in the winter, because they don't have coats, and you got 10 in your closet, and you just went and bought another one because of fashion. Not need. You should be ashamed of yourself. We should. And I and, and I and I'm speaking to myself first because there are things that I have that I don't need. And 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 it's this type of reflection that we should go to every day. And and, and the reason that we feel like we need to buy these things and that we want these things is because we are not grateful for what we have. If we were grateful for what we have, then we would know and have a more realistic outlook on what we need versus what we want. What is a necessity and what is excess? But since we are not being grateful, we are consumers, always uh, addicted to the consumption of things, more, 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 more. If we made a million this year, we're going to want five million next year. But the cost of living is $30,000. So what do you need versus what, what, versus what you have? What can you do with it to, to not just glorify yourself, but to glorify your Lord, but to, to make the world a better place, but to make your family a better family, to make, to make yourself a better person. Can you spend to that? Can you put your expectations in that? And, and, and I, I feel too, Brandon, that the reason we're, we're failing in moving forward um, in such a way is that, especially when it comes to um, the giving part, Again, because we have we feel so lack, um, or we lack in giving ourselves what we truly need. And I'm going to start with emo- the emotional things, with feeding our spirit man, feeding our spirit world um, what it needs, rather than focusing on the worldly things. Because when you show up in your life, when you start to see who you are. When you, when you look into that mirror and your true identity is what you see, like who you really are and the changes that you need to make in your life, the moment we begin to be honest in that area of, of our own lives 
and address it, that is when we begin the process of transformation, of change, so that you're ready to move forward. And when you begin to move forward, and I'm speaking of the moving forward where it includes God in your life, when it includes your creator, things like what we're talking about tonight, like you passing the homeless guy, you passing uh, the children who are from St. Jude who are who don't know what tomorrow will bring, the parents, your heart begins to grieve for things as such, such as this. When you are able to look in that closet and say, I have plenty, what can I do? Not to help the person on the street, start in your own, in your own family. There is somebody I, I, I bet today, and I'm, I had to deal with Timmy on this as well, because you could get so beyond yourself and into your spiritual self until you forget, you choose to forget what God, what God is all about, love. And the giving, the giving of your heart to hurt for people who are in need. He says he comes to heal the, heal the, set the captive free and heal the, heal the broken heart and set the captive free. Well, we, we have broken hearts. We are not free spiritually, emotionally. We are in bondage, which keeps us so self-centered because we want someone to show up for us, show up in, in my life, help me deal with this. And we're not being honest with people so that we can help one another move forward. We're not being honest with ourselves. You can only be with other people what you've decided to be with yourself. You can only give other people what you are given or giving yourself. And most of us, including Tammy, I had to realize that I was living a lie, that I was not seeking my purpose, but my purpose was seeking me. My purpose was knocking at my heart, eyes, Every day. So is yours. It's just that we don't want to take the time to stop and listen and make the changes so that we can move forward. And, again, the moving forward is advancing, making progress. So, again, ask yourself tonight. Look back just for a minute. Think about this time last year. What were you saying? About 2016, what were you going to do financially, emotionally, spiritually? What were you going to do? How excited were you about what you were going to do? And so let's get excited about not what we're going to do, but our plans in doing it. So while we're waiting for January probably 2nd, 5th, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 2017, what are you doing now to prepare yourself emotionally to move forward? Because you have to let some things go. You have to let some people go. You have to let some stuff go. And you have to prepare yourself to move forward. You have to be ready for the fight because it is truly a fight. It is a 
spiritual battle. And the longer you wait to begin, the more it takes of you. But you need to, your future needs to motivate you, as the quote said. Your future needs to become your why. And if you're not enough and you're a mother, you're a father, then let your why be your children. And we, I, I, I listened in on a show about legacy a few weeks ago. And for the most part, I think when we, when we speak about legacy, we, we, we want it to be about what we've earned. What can I leave Brandon financially? But it's more about what I've learned and applied, not what I've earned. Because, see, I can give this child all I have. I can give him everything. But if I haven't given him the ability to look at this and have some wisdom, I can leave him a million dollars. And if I haven't taught him how to manage financially, guess what he's going to do? I remember hearing the story where they did the study. They gave a homeless man a million dollars. So he goes from homeless to having everything. He had a bed to sleep in. Now, he lost all of this. He said when he had this bed, he could not sleep in it. Why? Because he was so used to sleeping on the ground. He would literally get out of his bed and sleep on the floor. That's how powerful your mind is. That's how your mind keeps up with your past, your stuff, it becomes, it conditions itself to your pain, to what you know, what you're comfortable with. And that's why you have to challenge yourself. You have to, if you have a bed now and you used to sleep on the floor, you stay in that bed if you have to tie yourself down. Get somebody, that's how bad you want it. Whatever it is for you, that's, that's just, something I'm throwing out there for you to, to visualize this, to see this. Because, again, wherever you are, whoever you are, you've made a choice to remain there if you're still there. You've made a choice. You make a choice to stay in your past. You make a choice to move forward. I personally feel God put circumstances upon us because he knows if he, if, we, if he didn't, if he wouldn't allow things, that we wouldn't change. And some of us, even then, we don't change. We miss the lesson, as the quote said. And I tell you, you, we should be walking around pushing the lesson button. I need another lesson because I want to grow. I need another lesson because I want to be that light for God. I want to be the light in the darkness. I want to be able to lead people to God. But how often do we think about that? How often do we think about leading people anywhere because we're so self-centered? And that alone will keep your purpose under your feet. That will keep you bound. So moving forward sounds like, oh, just another one of those topics. But this topic is, is about you Really, really soul-searching this last week, I guess. We have another week. Two weeks. Week or two, two weeks. To go 
in, in, in 2016. So as you prepare for it, spend time with you. Full search. Look in the mirror and allow the mirror to talk back to you. Don't avoid it. Listen to the words. I used to love that song, Christina Aguilera, Who is the Girl I See Staring Back at Me. That's powerful. Go ahead. You have something? Yeah. Um, and when you look into this mirror, I want you guys to ask yourself something. What is it that's stopping me? What is it that's consuming me? What is, what's your beast? What's the beast that is consuming you? Because, you know, man feeds the beast, but surely the beast feeds on man. So what beast are you feeding yourself to that is stopping you, mm-hmm. that is eating away at you? It could be your flesh. It could be your carnal desires. What is the beast that you are feeding yourself to that is stopping you from moving forward? So you said that you're feeding yourself to. You're feeding yourself to. I said man or the beast, man feeds the beast, beast. but surely the beast feeds on man. Okay. So what beast are you feeding yourself to, eating you up from being your best self? What is stopping you from being, uh, from fulfilling your purpose? I like that. All right, let's take a caller. We have uh, we're stop feeding it. Stop feeding it. We're gonna stop bring in um, area code nine zero one last four digits two zero zero two. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Oh, let me make sure I pulled in. Did I? Yep. Nine zero one two zero zero two. You're on the air with us. Hold on, this Barrett. Hey, Darren, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good, doing good. Sitting back, uh, listening to you guys. You guys are saying some really good stuff. You uh, sound tired. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm just chilling. I've been working. Yeah. Sitting here in my um, okay. yeah, my little office just doing some work. And uh, I was tuning to you guys, listening to you, uh, you and Brandon. And I heard another voice uh, talking and uh Brandon, I tell you that, that young fella, he's probably a big brother to most older men in his thinking. He's beyond these years. If I if I didn't know you, I'd say he's from another planet. He didn't grow up here. Oh, uh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, man, I always enjoy being in your presence, man. I tell you, incredible. Y'all touched on a couple of things. I don't know if I'm gonna even add much to what's already been said. So perhaps I'll just be kind of concurring or amening, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, what's been said. But you, you touched on something that uh, God challenged me on. Um, maybe it was uh, last year, it was in the fall of last year. And uh, when I heard Brandon, well, let me let me not start with that. Let me start with fear. And there was another caller that had jumped on and said something, too. You got touched on it, fear. A lot of people are afraid, you know, uh, as it pertains to singles. And really, almost anything, fear is the is the caveat to uh, why people aren't are or aren't successful. It has everything to do with fear. 
since we kind of talking about as it pertains to uh, what singles, well, that's going to be my my angle anyway. Um, you know, a lot of us are afraid of the unknown. Now I heard that, and um, and that's so true because we we like to be in control. That's why a lot of people don't like to fly because of the unknown. What what's happening up there in, in the cockpit? You know, it's more of not being in control that makes people afraid than the height that the plane is actually flying or the altitude in control is what makes people afraid to move on. So we can use, we can, that can be applied in many areas of our life, you know, um, just the fear of the unknown. And that's, that's why in uh, you and I, we, we walk in agreement, you know, as far as, as God, you know, who we, who we call on uh, Tammy and, uh, that's why the Bible talks about, you know, fear, and you know, God has not given us that. He has given He's not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us, you know, love, power, and a sound mind, the ability to make sound decisions. You know, even in a situation where it seems as though we're not in control. You know, uh, so fear definitely is a caveat to why many people don't have. Uh, what it is that they really desire to have. And if I could just use a, a, a quick story that I remember when I was a kid living in, before I even met you, Tammy, I was, uh, my dad was in the military and I was in um, on the base and I was riding my bike home one day and there was this vicious dog. i never forget it, man. I still remember to this day. That dog boy, got after me and I tell you, I, it almost got me, and I'm crying. You know how you get scared. You cry, Mama. Your mama ain't nowhere around. Mama, <laughs> you just crying. One of them legs is, you just forget how to paddle because fear take over. You just forget how to paddle the bike. I mean, you trying, oh, my God, you know, and, and that dog, and the only reason why I, I got away is because I, I, I was so, Looking at the dog, I wasn't looking where I was going. I got real close to the car that was parked on the side of the road, and the dog ran. He was, and he was paying too much attention to me because he thought he was going to have me for lunch, and he ran into the car. So I was able to get going and get on down the street. Now, I thought that was just a one-time incident, but then it happened again, and I won't go through all the details for, to save some time. So I thought that uh, um, the dog was maybe just gone. That was just a freak incident, right? So it happened to me again. This time, the fear factor wasn't there as much, but of course I was still afraid, but I I was able to to pedal, you know, and get myself away from the dog. But what what happened with those experiences, instead of going home that way, I started going, taking a long route. I started taking alternate routes. And so there was one time, it was probably almost a year or so later, we were getting ready to go home, and I had some, you know, some other little kid friends from me, and they were like, where are you going? I'm like, no, I'm going this way. You know, we, we, you live this way. No, I'm going this way. So they're like, no, I made it quicker to go this way. I'm like, man, that dog is over there. And they said that, man, they they moved six months ago. They haven't been, they've been gone. So I tried it. And then come to find out that they wasn't there. I said all that to say 
is fear keeps you away from where you want to go and where you want to be. And oftentimes because we are afraid to go back down that road, you know, again, we 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 miss out at not understanding that God has healed you six months ago, six years ago. That thing has been dealt with years ago. Now you have to renew your mind, which takes me to the place of what Brandon said, that he was. we have many gods in this world. A lot of people are worshiping a lot of things. To add to that, because you haven't renewed your mind, and this is something I spoke about on last year, is that God showed me how we have a lot of idols in our thoughts. These are things that we are worshiping. These are images that we've developed in our thoughts. And when I begin to do a lot of research and stuff on uh, uh, just our six senses and, 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 and imaginations, it takes only 10,000, I say only, but it takes 10,000 nerve sensory endings to produce smell and and the, the six senses, you know, the, that we are touching, we're seeing, we're smelling, you know, tasting, those things. It takes 10,000 sensory endings to uh, nerves to actually uh, work. Sensory sensors or whatever you want to call them. I forgot the, uh, the, the technical term, Brandon probably knows. But in your imaginations, it takes 10 million. Now, of course, Paul didn't have this kind of information when he was preaching about renewing your mind daily. But that's the reason why it's important that we do renew our minds daily because we'll do like Brandon said, we'll we'll build up idols and we'll begin to worship the idols. And those idols goes away from the very things that we want in life, you know. And what am I saying? You know, we'll idolize the fact that we got hurt. We'll idolize the fact that, you know, somebody lied on us or somebody, you know, uh, uh, looked over us or somebody did some type of manner of evil or bad to us, and we won't let it go, but we really want the relationship with that person, but then we can't let what that person did go, or we can't even begin a new relationship because we're still idolizing and worshiping the things that happened to us in the past. Those things aren't physical. Those things are mental and emotional. So it is very, very important that we renew our thought processes, you know, uh, as people so that we are not holding our own selves captive from the very things that we want. We have to, you know, we have to be willing to succeed. We have to be, you know, and even in failure, we have to be able to look at there is success in failing, you know, so who says that it's a failure? There was some success. The success is that you tried. Kind of like what, uh, a lot of what Brandy was saying about start focusing on the negatives, focus on the positive. Stop dwelling on what you don't have and dwell on what you do have. Dwell on the blessings. Uh, and, and even in Revelations, it talks about uh, when God was dealing with the, the uh, seven churches. He told them, listen, I, I, he told one, he said, listen, I know that you, you know, uh, Ready, you uh, are ready to die. You know that you've lost everything, and that that remains is ready to die. But he says to strengthen that, which means to make it alive. Don't dwell on what you don't have. Dwell on what you do have, and watch God do something with that. He got. He asked Moses, "What is that in your hand?" Stop focusing on the fact that you can't speak. Focus on what it is that you have that that I can use. 
He can use that rod, and he and he used the rod. We all have something that God can use in our life, but we have to be willing to get out of our own way and not allow fear to dictate to us what direction that we're going to take in life. Don't be held captive by the images in your mind. Renew your mind. Renew that process. And then get around people who are speaking the very things that you want to have. Stop getting uh, being around people who aren't promoting the type of language and the type of thought process that matches where you're trying or wanting to go in your life. we got to get around people who are promoting you know, the very things, the, the key things that we need to have that we can glean from the other person so that we can get to where it is that we're trying to go to. If you're around a doom and gloom type person and, and type environment, you're going to be doom and gloom too. If you're going to be hanging around people that don't see nothing but negative, you're going to start seeing everything negative. Man, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they hating on me too, man. You know, I hate to hear how people tell me, man, all these folks hating on me. Negro, what you got that people are hating on you? Who are you? What? Because you got a a a a two thousand and four Cadillac, or two thousand and six Mercedes that's got blue smoke coming out the pipe. Come on, man. You know, and and we base a lot of stuff off of materialistic things. And and, and again, a lot of that has been said. I'm just adding my two cents to it. I haven't really shared anything new. But I just want to say that I've enjoyed the fact that you talked about the idols, and I just wanted to add, you know, that the idols aren't always physical. And most of the idols that we do have, and God had to show me that, is that, you know, um, we, I, we, we are worshiping idols in our thoughts. So we got to make sure mm-hmm. we watch that. And then you guys talked about the fear, and I think that is the very caveat, the, the uh, very caveat that keeps us from going and having what it is that we want to have in the fear of the unknown what's going on in the front of that plane, because I can't see, you know, I ain't got to have the license. I just want to see what they're doing. But because when that door closes, people get afraid because they are not in control and they don't know what's going on. So just wanted to uh, share that with you guys. And thank you for allowing me to speak. You're welcome, Darren. I'm going to read the Romans 12 and 2, which which talks about the renewing of the mind. And the reason I, I love this verse and I love when people bring it up because so often we focus on that part that says talks about just says renew your mind. But before that, it tells us, which is what we've been talking about here tonight, Darren, as well, is do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then even more importantly, what it says after that, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So as we talk about renewing that mind, it is so important. But let's let's also keep our focus too on what God tells us to not to not be conformed to this world, and that we have to be transformed. And how do we be transformed? We've got to renew our mind. Why? So that we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect. And I, as we started out at the show, so many of us are missing that. We're missing, and we were created for purpose. And the purpose to be, to glory, that purpose should glorify God, his kingdom. But we find ourselves, what we, what we see ourselves doing or even doing, it, does it glorify God or the world or us? 
So it's so much in just, we could have us a Romans 12, and we can change the topic right there on that 12 and 2 if we really got had the time and opportunity to dig deep into that. So it's so much around that surrounds that renewing of the mind, and I just wanted to, to elaborate more on that um, because you brought it up, and it's, it's so important. So thank you, Darren. I want to say a special thanks. Uh, I've been talking about as much as I could. I was a little on the weather yesterday, but as much as I could, I've been talking about this too. Other friends, what you did on Saturday helped me so much, just being able to sit and listen to other women and the men as well. I just feel as women, we don't do that enough. And I was uh, telling a friend of mine that I really wanted to get together with the ladies that were there and we do something together um, to to keep us motivated, to keep us communicating um, and sharing because I think a lot of times, we feel alone. We feel that we're the only people without mates and dates and that, that kind of thing, that we don't, we, that life is not so important or whatever. But I really, really enjoyed it, Darren. And so don't, don't stop that. I see that growing um, just in a mighty way. So I just want to tell you that, and hopefully some of the ladies are listening and um we'll just start to reach out and connect and start doing things together so that we don't feel like we're so isolated. So if you want to, yeah. if you got the time, you want to just kind of tell people what happened Saturday, and I guess if you have anything else planned, um, tell us that too. Yeah, uh, and I thank you for for coming. You know, it's uh, it's very humbling to know that someone like yourself who's uh, an activist for uh, singles and just for, you're an activist for uh, many things uh, as it pertains to uh, uh, people, uh, self-awareness. We all need to have, we all need to know, we all need to experience. So uh, I appreciate you for even coming out, hanging out with us, and and then uh, the gifts that you shared and the ideas that you brought to the table, you know, it, it felt good. It was, that was, for me, that was a moment that I really felt uh, worthy uh, that what I was doing. It felt like there was a fulfillment there that two people that have their own platforms are able to coexist in one space and operate as one unit. So, man, that was a blessing to me all, all by itself. So I appreciate that. And uh, we had some challenges, of course. We were supposed to start at 5 and then the venue was, there were some issues with one of their clients that had a some type of day party that was going on, and there was a lot of a lot of uh, distractions. But we still had a, a, about half of the people uh, that were still wanting to come out. They came out. We have a had an awesome time. Was able to share a lot of uh, information. And I, 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 we don't do if if there are any new people that are on the phone, or if you're single and you don't even know what we're talking about. You can uh, find us at Singles Hangout, or, or you can just go through uh, Tammy, and uh, she can add you to the group, that she's part of the group as well. Um, but it, we're not doing the speed dating thing and all that. For me, that just speeds up another sense of failure. If God wants you to hook up with somebody there, he'll do it. I, I don't want to have any parts of being trying to hook up folks. That's not what we're doing. We want to create an atmosphere where we can come together and just talk because we're not doing that. But before you know it, you know, we meet, we, you know, two two single people meet 
might go out for dinner a time or two, and before you know it, uh, as Tammy says, you're caught up in the sweat, you're in the bedroom, and then the drama, the saga begins, and then you're just repeating the cycle. We got to break that. We got to be. We got to get away from those environments, those spaces. Let's get to a place of neutrality, where we can share, you know, our hearts and our concerns and our successes and our failures. Because, and the Bible talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. Some of us have testimonies. I've heard Tammy just tonight talking about how you know her failures and things that she had to change and she had to honestly own up to and had to do something different than what she was doing. That right there, has, that, that touched somebody because she's not the only one that's on the phone or on the uh, on this call uh, that has that needs to say that or needed to hear that, you know. And that's what the purpose of the uh, single hangout is to create an environment where, you know, we can share information, we can build up one another, pray, cover one another, you know. And also we want to leave with the mindset that singleness is not a problem and marriage is not always the solution. So just because you're single, that doesn't mean something wrong with you. Talk about that. I wish y'all were like me, but every man has his perfect gift, you know. And so what did he mean by that? Paul was single. Now, it is said that he was probably a part of the Sanhedrin court uh, because in order to, I mean, not part of the Sanhedrin, not said that he was part of it, but he was actually part of the Sanhedrin court. And and one of the uh, criterias to be a part of the Sanhedrin court was to be married. So, now, and never, the Bible doesn't never say that he was actually married, but it's to be assumed at one point that possibly he was married because all of the men on that panel had to be a husband to a a, a a spouse, a wife. So we don't know, but that's why he was able to deliberate and minister on relationships. And But he talked about wish y'all was single like me. And we don't know why he was single. Or maybe they made a, you know, it, well, like I said, that's based on assumption. I don't mean to get all technical right there, but, you know, just saying that, we all have our perfect gift, and it's okay that you want to be, you desire to be married, but I believe until you learn how to be single, you're not going to know how to be married, and that's a fault for men and women, not just not just women. I talk to brothers, man, they on their fourth and fifth marriages. I say, nigga, what's wrong with you? Man, you know? So at some point we got to start looking at ourselves. So learn how to be single. That's what single hangout is about. I don't have another date as of yet. We're going to get past the holidays. Uh, I will be um, making some announcements, you know, in the very near future so that, um, you know, you all know what, what's going to go on. Uh, I do know that we're going to have a uh, Pat Batson back with us, but we're going to get into a room, uh, Tammy, kind of like what you what you had talked about, maybe doing at Nukes or doing uh, in more of an intimate environment. Uh, when I mean intimate, I mean where it's not as noisy. We don't have any distractions, and we can kind of approach this thing uh, together. So we're going to do a group therapy uh, with him, and, uh, and we'll do that in the new future. We're also going to do we got some fun things that we're going to be doing, and I'm trying to get everybody um, with this, you know, uh, uh, that, that's going to be a part of the group. We're going to go somewhere next year 
It may be a cruise. We'll be talking about it here soon so everybody can start putting their dollars, nickels and dimes together so we can make it happen. Uh, generally, the off-season prices are always like less than half of what it would normally cost, an $800 cruise you can probably get for about 250 bucks. you know, when you're going through the months like uh, October, November, or something like that. So that's just kind of okay. like what we have uh, for right for right now, but we'll 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 keep keep everybody abreast of what's going on. Okay, all right. Well, thanks, Darren, and and again, I enjoyed it. Uh, the conversation that I learned something from everybody that gave something that night, and everybody yeah, had good. a question and all that. So I just I just really want to thank you, and I'll be in touch um, about the other. Um, and maybe you can come on and talk about that too later as well. But I'll be in touch probably not tonight, tomorrow about the other uh, business adventure. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let me know. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Rodney, we did pull you back in. Uh, let's see. Okay. We're good there. I'm going to check the chat. Rodney, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. So we're going to do something. Um, I'm going to tell y'all what I want. I want to go to Sonic. So I'm getting off early. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. I can never get her off this call early. Until she want to go to Sonic. Now I know the secret, people. Now I know the secret. It took her three years to tell me, but now I know the secret. I've not been at the house. Uh, in two days, so I am I am sick of this house. So I need a Sonic ride and I need a Sonic flush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look, I am not bad at. I um I told I don't know if um I mentioned earlier that that you what didn't think you were going to be on, but that we might do like a special edition show to really officially end it. So both of us are on. So I guess we can kind of talk about that later. And I just ask the people to stay connected and just call into the show and see if we have something scheduled because I didn't know what you had on had in, in you know your mind about doing something maybe just to end it rightfully. So I guess with both of us, um, since you didn't get to say much last week or this week, so maybe we need to come up with this fire topic and give the people a little bit more to – to, to take out and in, I guess, out of this year into the next year. But you and I can discuss that, I guess, later, and then we can update the people as we um, figure out what we'll do. So, no, Christmas is, is next week and then New Year's, so we'd have to do it, like, on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, or something like that, just to keep, let, allow us time to celebrate and spend time with our family as well. And that's totally up to you. I'm open. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay, okay. Well, um, that's all I have um, for tonight because, again, I want to go to Sonic, and I only have uh, a little while to do that. So I want to say to everybody, just in case we don't do a show, that I hope that we've given you something this year um, that has helped you move forward and again moving forward is basically advancing and I ask you uh, or making progress in something so I ask you all to ask yourself the question uh, 
how has it been for you this year? What have you advanced in? Uh, did you do the things that you said you would do this time last year about this year? Were you successful in those things? If so, then keep up the good work and add more to that work. If not, then take a look in that mirror and allow it to talk back to you and listen. Listen to what your reflection tells you every day. Listen and decide what will you do so that you can move forward and be and live the best life, live it within your purpose, to have passion for life, to have that abundant life that God says he came that we might have. So um, I just challenge all of you to, to be more, to do more, to be that light in the midst of, of, of darkness, your own darkness, in the lives of others, to be the light in someone else's darkness. And yeah, I know we bring up the Michael Kors purses and things like that. You know, do you. Do you. That makes you happy. We don't want to make anybody feel like, you again, you cannot have those things. But I want to feel some kind of way if my, if my sister is struggling, lost her job, or my brother. And, I mean, sister is in my sister or my, you know, my sister friend. Because we have people out here that are struggling, you guys. I mean, and stressed about it. I know there's been times in my life where people literally showed up in my life where $20 made a difference in my life, $20 that I did not ask for, that God said, take my daughter. Because it wasn't really about the $20. It was about God spoke to someone on my behalf, and they heard, and they listened, and they did. They glorified God. And so that when we talk about those things, when we talk about the Michael Jordan, the, the Jordans, I guess the Jordans, right? I said the Michael Jordans. The Jordans, when we talk about those things, there's Rodney's baby there, those Jordans. When we talk about stuff like that, we are really just trying to get you to think differently. There's so many people hurting out here, so many. I think about myself when I was so broken and so hurt till I wanted to take my own life. And how ironic that the, the, the only thing that mattered to me at that time was a young man that's sitting right next to me. At that moment, I hate to say this now, but it is my truth. God didn't, it, it wasn't even about God at that moment. And so even that in itself told me that the time, that when I became a single mom, when I, when I became pregnant and this single mom, that even then God was taking care of me. Because had this young man not been in my life, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't want, there was nothing, nothing to keep me here. Nothing, nothing. He was what I thought about. He was who God allowed to put that note under that door and just say, Mom, I love you. At that time. So even God was speaking to me in my worst hour. When even he wasn't enough for me, he was still pushing and fighting for me. I was worth fighting for. So you guys, so much more to life, so much more. Can I say something? You can say whatever and, you like. And, and funny enough, in that, because I remember that when I was a child, and 
in that moment, God is so great to where he used that which you idolized because you said God wasn't enough, and God is always enough. Well, at that but time, I understand, right. but listen, I'm saying that at that time, I was your idol. Because you were the only thing that would. I was the only thing that could have mm-hmm. changed it. Not saying that I should have been. Right. But at that time, God is so great, and even though he is a jealous God, he, he God is the most gracious. Now, how can God be gracious, right? How can God be gracious if I can't give him anything? He's, he shows his graciousness by saying that I am a jealous God. I, my first commandment is that you worship nothing else but me, but that I am so gracious that I would take that which you idolize and use it to lead you back to me. Mm. How awesome is that? Rodney, don't you. <laughs> well, you still have to close it out because I don't have the uh the switchboard up, but what I do wanna right. what I do wanna say, huh? I said, Okay, I will. I forgot about that. You're not logged in <laughs> What I do wanna say to everyone is focus on what you should be doing every day not what you should be doing every January 1st. If you have any desires in your heart, the time to do them is now. It is not tomorrow. The time to get your life right is today, is this moment. The time to lose weight, the time to cut certain people off, the time to start taking care of your kids, the time to get an education, the time to do everything that we keep putting off is right now. If you know that you need to spend more time in prayer, that's a today thing. That's not a next week, next year. And I don't know why people don't understand that when you put things off, you are really becoming a two-week individual, meaning you're only going to do it for two weeks. If you put it off, when you finally decide to do it, you're going to do it for two weeks. And then when that two weeks is up, you're going to find yourself finding excuses. Reasons not to do it. But if you want to be a person who moves forward, if you want to be a person who looks to the future, if you want to be a person who is all about transformation, all about improvement, it has to start. The moment you realize you have a problem is the moment you should realize that there's a solution. The moment you realize that there's an issue is the moment you should realize that there is an alternative. And so to everyone who's listening, make sure that you are constantly self-reflecting and self-evaluating your own life because that is the only way you can ever get things going in the right direction. Whenever people ask me, how how's it going? My only response is, I hope it's going in the right direction. So for all of you who who are out there listening, I hope that your life 
starts going in the right direction and not according to anyone else or anything else, but according to God's purpose for your life. Love you guys. Love you all. And if we don't talk to you before 2017, I really hope that you guys all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Tammy, back over to you. All right. Thanks again, Rodney. Um, And we'll talk later to figure out what we'll do. And, again, for those of you who are listening, just stay connected to us either on Facebook or register as a follower of the show so that when we create the shows that you'll be automatically um, notified of the show. Uh, Rodney and I are are just so thankful for you all. Um, We know that we're not always the hot topic, meaning, you know, I guess the worldly topic. So we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, I know my, my cousin Diane is out listening again tonight, and I just want to take this time to tell her because she is family. And sometimes it's harder to get the support of family than it is the world and the friends. Um, so I love you. I thank you for your support. Um, and there's just no word to express. So I just want to do that from from my heart to yours. Many, many blessings to you. And, and I hope you have a happy, happy new year. So as always, we're going to go out. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for just for everything. Thank you, and I love you. I love you. Um, and so I just, we, we just want to say thank you, guys, and have a Merry Christmas. And, and maybe we will come back right now. I'm feeling some kind of way now about leaving them. But we'll do something if not, but come on and sing you guys Jingle Bells. Right, Rodney? <laughs> Let the church say amen. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you want to do is totally fine by me. Tomorrow is my last day of work, uh, okay. and it is also my last basketball game until uh, January the 3rd. So whatever you want to do is okay. totally fine by me. I, I will do nothing but sleep and enjoy the holidays with my wife. That is my plan. So uh, okay. <laughs> whatever you want to do is totally fine by me. Okay, so we will end here, and I'm going to go out with uh, just this honoring my cousin again tonight for just being one of our all-time listeners. This song is for you, and we wish everyone the best. Have a good night.
Like fighting with crap. 